In the 1800s, conditions were hard in Sweden, and between 1850 and 1920, over a fifth of the entire population emigrated, most of them to North America. Some of these 1.5 million Swedes, about 20% of them, did return to old Sweden, but this massive drain of people made its mark on the tiny little Scandinavian country for many years to come. Today, there are still plenty of Swedes that leave Sweden, not millions, of course, and not because of famine or religious persecution, but because they want to work with big-budget VFX-heavy blockbuster films. Yes, I'm talking about VFX artists. Swedish VFX artists have great reputation abroad, and the big studios around the world are powerful magnets for talents in our industry. But just as back in the 1800s, some of these emigrants do return to Sweden. The modern world is after all not that big, and the VFX industry is a very international world. It's great to do a few years on one of those big studios out there, and it's equally great to come back to good old cozy Sweden. Today we're going to talk to two of those Swedish artists that went abroad and then returned to Sweden, with lots of great memories and tons of experiences. What's the difference between working in Sweden and Canada? How do you plan your international VFX adventure? And are VFX artists an unusually international breed of people? Follow me down Yellow Brick Road and find out. Let's meet the homecomers. everybody, I'm Nils Lagergren and this is Yellowbrick Road, a podcast about visual effects, animation and digital mastery. Yes, today we're going to talk about how it is to work with VFX around the world. And with me today I have two homecomers, Swedes from Goodbye Kansas, that took time off to work abroad and now is back in Stockholm. Senior compositor Daniel Nordlund and senior 3D artist Joakim Jukke Eriksson. Welcome. Thanks, Minke. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> So, Daniel, you've been here at Yellow Brick Road before, but, but you, Jukka, haven't. So let's start with a short introduction. How did you find your way into the world of VFX? So it was around when I was 18 years old, I, I wanted to be an architect. So I studied a lot of math and physics and like construction mathematics. Uh, so after I finished high school, I was looking for a school to apply on. Uh, and when I was looking for all these schools, I was struck by this school project two guys at a school in northern Sweden had made. Uh, and it was a Matrix kind of a, a movie clip. Hmm. I remember when I saw Matrix for the first time and I was like, it was being struck by lightning. Uh, I was so stunned and it was so cool. So I started to look into this and eventually I applied to the same school I found this video clip on. Um, so I applied but never get in. Uh, <laughs> so I had, what I had to do was to, I had to work in a factory for a year, waited for the next year to come and applied again. Mm -hmm. And it didn't come in yet again. But at the same time, I, I, I made a plan B. So I applied at another school and came in that way. So that was the first step for me getting into the VFX industry. And out of the school, we also had internships. So when when applying internships, 
I applied to a company called Fido. Exactly, which nowadays is part of Goodbye Kansas. Yeah, it's it's part of Goodbye Kansas. Yeah, so you went Fido straight, developed. So you went straight from school to the same job that you have today, but but on a much higher level. Yeah, obviously. and it was pretty cool. And yeah. the funny the, and the funny fact with that is like I we had the same discussion at work a, f- a few years ago. I think it was like three four years ago, and I mentioned this this video clip with all this matrix lookalike stuff mm. and i told daniel here about this uh, and realized that he was the one who actually made this cool project <laughs> really was it yeah <laughs> it was my graduation project uh, with a friend we did yeah. that uh, last year in school oh great yeah, it was fun <laughs> yeah and I, it was so amazing because i didn't know the guys who did it but they were like my superheroes mm. and i and all my time at at the school and then later on at Fido I had those two guys as my inspiration and I wanted to be just like them and mm. and then eventually it came out it was Daniel <laughs> who is my colleague and that was it was amazing it was yeah thank you Daniel does the clip still Welcome. exist somewhere out on the internet uh i think it does probably yeah the movie is, was called monday but i'm not sure where it is at the moment We'll try to find it uh, and post the link. <laughs> I haven't seen it for years either, so that would be amazing. Okay, well, so so obviously Daniel had uh, have been even longer at the company, but, but because you started at two thousand five, five yes, yeah. and you you get two thousand nine nine. Yeah. So you've been here for years and years and years, and and then after many years here, you decided to try your wings and see the world. And Daniel, you were the first one to go. Where did you go? Uh, yes, uh, I went to Vancouver. So the first time I went to Image Engine, um, I had seen Neil Blomkamp's movie uh, District Nine. Mm. I really liked the work uh, Image Engine did on that one. And when I applied, they had uh, Elysium in the pipe coming up, which was uh, Neil Blomkamp's second film, I think. Mm. And so I was uh, hoping to get to work on that one, and I actually did. And I also worked on another movie called Now You See Me. Mm. And the second time, uh, this was uh, 2012-13, and then I went again in 2015. And then I went to ILM in Vancouver as well, and worked on uh, Star Wars Episode Seven mm. and uh, Captain America Civil War. And also Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Don't start what you can't finish. Oh. Landing on planet Kyrian in five minutes. Sorry. Plenty of great films. Yeah. So, so how long did you stay? Uh, the first round I was there for seven months, I think. And um, the second time uh, I was aiming to just be there for maybe four or five months. Um, but then I got um, extended contracts and actually stayed there for one and a half years. Oh. And you, Yuki, when did you decide it was time to try your life as an international VFX artist? Well, I've always been curious to see how it is like work on the other side of the world. Uh, of course, it's always been curious to see how it is working at another company and abroad from Sweden. Uh, but it was like I never actually... I never actually applied and made made a decision to try my wings out. It was more like I was pushed into it. Mm. Uh, well, I, I left to Vancouver 
as well as Daniel, uh, but in 2016 and stayed there for uh, one and a half year. Mm. Uh, but before I went, our studio manager actually asked me if I wanted to spread my wings and try other things as well, because I've been here for so long. Mm. Uh, and the mentality he had and the company has is they want their artists to develop. Mm. But at that time, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go because at that time, the company was going in for a change and we wanted to look in for to develop the company even further than we have. Mm. Uh, so what I did at that time was to uh, look into the future's development involving uh, our software, what we were using at the moment. Mm. Uh, so what I did was to mail a lot of people that I knew from the VFX industry abroad. Uh, and what happened then was, luckily and unluckily, at the same <laughs> time, uh, one of those guys were a supervisor, um, and he was working at uh, Double Negative, but was moving to Digital Domain in Vancouver, and asked me if I wanted to join. Hmm. So I never applied really, except from just, just writing some mails for for Goodbye Kansas. Yeah. Uh, and what happened was like, uh, I think it was a month later, I was working for that supervisor in at Digital Domain. Hmm. What, what projects did you work at when you were there? Uh, I worked on three projects during my one and a half year. Uh, the first one was Fast and the Furious 8, hmm. uh, also called Fate of the Furious. Uh, and then later on, I worked on two Marvel movies. It was Spider-Man Homecoming and the best movie of them all, Avengers Infinity War. <sighs> Great. That's wonderful. Bow. Yeah, he's a king. Seems like I'm always thanking you for something. So you mentioned that, that your studio manager asked if you wanted to go abroad. This policy of Goodbye Kansas to allowing artists to like go abroad to try the wings, is that something unique for Goodbye Kansas or do other studios work like that as well? You know that? Um, I'm not sure actually. Normally the bigger studios hire a lot of people on short contracts like mm. they, they do maybe a show and then people move on, maybe switch to another company and there's a natural ending and you can go to another company, uh, how it is with staff. I'm not sure actually, uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously when you went away, the plan was to just be away for a few months and it seems that both of you extended your stay uh, because yes. of other projects coming. But did you ever play with the thought of actually staying there? Forever and ever. <laughs> forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Well, um, for me, uh, I think the plan was always to go back to Sweden again. My girlfriend has her family here in Stockholm and we, we have a, an apartment and we kind of have our base here. But, yeah. uh, I mean, we really liked it. That's why we also extended and well, stayed longer and we could consider going there again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was the same for me. I mean, when you're traveling abroad, you you always have this feeling you will return. But at the same time, when you're away for one and a half year, the thought will come to your mind. Like, should I stay? Or how much do I like it here? Or Because when you're away, especially when you're so far away with, with for your case, with your girlfriend or me as a single, you, you kind of get used to being in that environment and you have your job and then you have your friends and mm. all that. But you always have this feeling 
back of your head, like, I am going back. I am going back to my roots and, you know, you have your, all, all your family and your friends and your old colleagues and... But at the same time, you make new colleagues and new friends. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. But but is the VFX industry uh, an unusually international kind of industry with, like, lots of artists, like, traveling around the world all the time? Yeah, I think so. At least, uh, I mean, uh, the comp team we had at ILM was very international. I think almost every single person was a different nationality almost. Uh, mm. I tried to remember how many or which ones, but I think almost less Canadians than than other <laughs> nationalities for I, sure. I think, I think we only had one Canadian in our team actually. Yeah. Um, It's very few. But, but, what was the best experience from your adventures in Vancouver? The mountains. <laughs> I want to see mountains again. Mountains, Gandalf. Yeah, they have, uh, an, I guess, unique uh, combination of rather big city uh, with everything that uh, that you need in the city and good work. And then you have the nature um, around the downtown area. There's water, really nice. You can walk or skateboard or bicycle around. Um, there's a big park nearby, the Stanley Park. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like a huge park. Um, and then you can drive either just 30 minutes up to the local mountain and have great skiing in winter. Um, well, there's no snow in ta- in the city, um, mm. but on the higher elevations, you can see when you look over the water, you see the mountains on the other side and all the white uh, tops uh, of the mountain peaks mm. and you can go up there ski and have like world-class skiing uh, or just ride uh, two hours north to Whistler and have like really really good skiing uh, or snowboarding or hiking in the summer mountains climbing I totally agree the nature in Vancouver um, I think I, I mean that would be all Canada I guess mm. but the nature is you can even describe it it's so amazing it's so beautiful and Oh, it's so refreshing. And also the city is quite nice. I think it's not crowded. No. Uh, it's easy to get. Well, maybe it could be a bit hard if you want to live in a certain spot to get an apartment on short notice. But if you rent a car, there's always parking space. And uh, it feels like uh, like everything is uh, spacious. And yeah. uh, Wasn't that a little bit weird? I mean, Vancouver and Stockholm has the same amount of people in their cities, but Vancouver just felt like super small. Yeah, Stockholm maybe. isn't that big either. <laughs> well, it, it isn't that big either, but I think in my one and a half year, I took the bus or uh, the train like twice. Mm. I was walking or longboarding everywhere I went. Mm. Yeah, downtown is quite compact. Their subway uh, system is not they don't uh, need as many stops as we do in, in Stockholm. We have lots of stops mm. on the subway. But I think in, in downtown Vancouver, it's just a few. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't... Uh, it's like either. one block. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it, it felt so small. <laughs> and working there uh, at the big studio, I mean, I mean, nowadays, Goodbye Kansas in Stockholm is kind of fairly big as well. Uh, I think it's the last headcount I heard about one of the floors at the headquarters, 140 artists, I think. But 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 this uh, the studios in Vancouver are obviously bigger. Uh, w- what's the difference between working at the company over there and and like Goodbye Kansas here in Stockholm? 
I think it's more about culture, like mm. company culture. I think uh, when you're working at a more medium-sized company, you have a little bit more home feeling. Mm. Like you get your voice heard a little bit more or better. But at the same time, when working for a very large studio, you will create your home feeling within your department. That's true. Um, so for me, at least, it was kind of the same, but yeah. not the same. Mm. It's it's a very international industry. Yeah, uh, like you say, it's very similar. And, and in terms of all the tools and everything, the similar pipeline stuff, it's quite similar. That was actually one thing that surprised me the most because I was working for Goodbye Kansas for all these years. And then when I left to Vancouver and was going to this big studio, I was thinking like it would be more different, mm. but it wasn't. I just felt like home. We used the same softwares and we used, everybody had kind of the same mindset and the motivation was quite the same. And, you know, it, it was kind of the same. Home is wherever you put your wake on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to our humble home. You live here? We live wherever we want. Yep, home is where your rump rests. <laughs> it's beautiful. So if, if any Swedish artist out there listening to this pod would like to follow your example, how, how do you prepare for an adventure like this? First, I guess you need to um, send out some applications. If you don't have um, a good way in already, if you know somebody, that's always the best way, I guess. Mm. Uh, in my case, um, at ILM, I uh, actually worked with the same supervisor as at um, Image Engine, he moved over to ILM. So I had a kind of somebody to talk to, mm. which is always good. Otherwise, cut a nice reel with your best work and do a good uh, breakdown of every shot, writing down exactly what's being done and stuff like that, maybe. That's uh, like the work part. And do, do you need like a work permit to work in Canada? How does that work? Yeah, um. I would say like uh, if you if you have a good company that wants you on board on on their project or show, I would try to find a company that can make your work permit for you, because that will also make you your that will be proof that the company is reliable, mm. uh, and it's all always a hassle to make your own work permit. Yeah, um, yeah, for, it feels really nice to have that paperwork uh, kind of sorted out. You don't really get the permit until you actually stand at the border and so they screen scary. you. Yeah, that's really <laughs> kind of intimidating. The, I was like so nervous. Uh, the people we have wear bulletproof vests and uh, they look really uh, <laughs> serious. Um, but if your papers are all in order, uh, probably just uh, go through with a breeze. Uh, a note on that is if you uh, travel with a partner or a girlfriend or something mm. um, and you want if they want to be able to work, it's a good idea to try to get them in on the same work permit so you can stay um, for the same amount of time. Mm. Um, otherwise, if you go in temporary visitor, you only get six months and then you need to kind of extend that uh, status. Yeah. It depends on the length of your contract. If you already have a contract, you get the length of your contract, usually uh, either like half year, full year, or uh, it's not like... Two months, I think. No, it's no. A, mm. um, uh, and when you apply, when you put together your reel and stuff, are, are there like any do's and don'ts you want to share? I think be honest. Mm. 
if you put something in your reel that you're not proud of, don't put it there. Uh, <laughs> also, also if you want to do something specific, put that in your reel and don't try to get in another way. Be yourself and just be who whoever you are. Be the best you you be can the be. Best you. <laughs> <laughs> I think my tip would also be that don't worry too much. Mm. At least if you already have a job and you're more worried about the trip itself. As for me, I wasn't so worried about working at another place. I was more worried about working abroad and like so far away from where I'm used to be. Mm. Uh, but don't worry, uh, it will all sort out in one way or another. You mentioned that there were many, many nationalities uh, at the studios where you worked. And nowadays, Goodbye Kansas uh, has studios in both Sweden, UK, Germany uh, and, and soon LA. So, so even this little VFX studio is quite international these days. And, and there's a constant flow of artists between Goodbye Kansas in London and Stockholm, for example. There's actually quite a few nationalities here at the Stockholm office as well. Uh, do you know how many? I would guess 15. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I have no idea. Many. Seven. <laughs> well, why is this? I mean, I asked it before, but I ask it again. Why is this business so international? I think it's the same with love. It has no age. It's like <laughs> art. It has no borders. <laughs> True. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> and since Goodbye Kansas is expanding, there's also a constant flow of new colleagues, young new guys here in Stockholm, and a constant need for more talent. So, so Daniel and Jukka, if you would invite artists from abroad to move to Sweden and work here, what, what would your pitch sound like? Well, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> But I guess if you want to work at a studio that's um, slightly small, smaller and uh, still work with uh, really talented artists and great projects and in a beautiful city, mm. uh, please come our way. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Venice of the North. <laughs> Because I mean, Good Kansas also has a slightly different profile from the big ones since... Uh, it's not only VFX for films or TV, it's always... All There's also work with, with games and stuff like that. There is big opportunities here, yeah. Yeah. So, And it's fun. It's fun, Daniel. It's yeah. a lot of fun working here. It is. It's, it's actually amazing. It feels like... I remember when um, the owner of the company talked a few years ago about the chain in the company. Uh, and he showed us this triangle. On a triangle, the tip is on the top right and yeah. the, the base is on the bottom but he turned it around and showed us we're going to work with the artists first mm. and that's exactly the feeling I feel when I'm here it feels like if you want something to change or you want your voice to be heard it's here mm. and it's awesome and it's a lot of fun so Let's hope that some of our listeners out there hears this and decides to move to Stockholm and become your new colleagues. Many thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. And you out there, thanks for listening. As usual, you can see clips from the films we talked about at our webpage, goodbyecancerstudios.com. And if you feel like applying for a job at any of the Goodbye Cancer Studios around the world, then do check out the page, join us at goodbyecancerstudios.com. 
and maybe become a colleague to Daniel and Jocke. When? Um, I'll call him right away and then I'll call you back. You know, you, you, you could stay at my place if you, if you wanted. Next week, it's time for the last episode of this second season of Yellow Brick Road. Time goes fast when you're having fun. Uh, it will not be recorded in Stockholm as usual, but up in the north of Sweden in a great little town called Skellefteå. Because it's time for the annual Swedish gaming convent Nordsjön up there. And we want you listeners to hear about some of the highlights from that event. We will also meet Fred Malmberg, legendary game veteran and the man who holds the keys to Conan the Barbarian and the world of Mutant Year Zero. You don't want to miss that. Until next time, goodbye, a bientôt, auf Wiedersehen, vi hörs! Thank you.